signals on it's 1.3 Lagos talks. My name is Adil Miyoshiji. It signals on it's 1.3 Lagos stocks and it signals and um, this morning if you're going to call um, signals going places is 10 to 10 15 and that's till next week Saturday now we signals and we're talking hmm a photographer's journey now here's a little bit about what I'm about to do this morning um, so I saw him I saw him on TV channels. I was just I seeing him everywhere. And then there was this young lady who had helped us during our creative writing workshop to take photographs for free. And then I saw the man's picture. I'm like, okay, this man, let's, let's see what it's about. So I sent him a message and um, he said two weeks and here he is down the line he, with over 4 million images in his archives on Nigeria. He's the author of 11 other books. And um, his photographic works adorn the pages of the e-passport of Nigeria, the 100 Naira note released to mark the centenary celebration of Nigeria, the walls of Lagos and Abuja International Airport, and several institutions across Nigeria. Okay, so here is the deal. Um, he worked as a freelance photojournalist with Ovation International, the number one celebrity magazine in Africa for over a few years. Now... He, he had these works on Monopoly Nigeria by Basement Games. He was the official photographer of for Nigeria, the Art of Africa, a project that precipitated a lot of traveling all around the world, exhibiting Nigeria to the world in pictures. He hopes that his work will add to the growing canon of contemporary African photography that seeks to challenge perceptions, broaden audiences, and show the world the beauty of Nigeria like never before. Welcome to Signals, Dayo Adidayo. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to be part of the program, you can tweet at us at LagosTalks913, cc at Young Cerebral, or you could call 0809-191-3913, or WhatsApp us on 0809-234-5913. Now, um, this is Signals. My name is Adiomi. And um, so the number one question, top of my head is, when did photography matter to you? Oh gosh, that's a jump question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did it matter to you as Dario is going into it? Uh, I started very early at 18. So uh, the story has been told all over again. I'm hearing it for the first time because I'm meeting you for the first time. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it started when I was 18 and uh, be old. I am a shy person. So I usually hide behind the camera so i have pictures of my late teenagers up until now so when we go out to do anything i just take my camera and that's it you know but it got to a point of my life after finishing uh my early school you know i had an early education and agriculture but getting to the uk i continued with my photography but it got to a point where about oh i really want to know about what this thing is all about that was when I went to school. And of course, it changed my life completely. Okay. To study photography. What was the reception at that time? Uh, honestly, up until now, it's, still, uh, it's, it's not the best of profession. 
to a lot of people. Okay. But as far as I'm concerned, it's the best profession in the world. For you. For me, and what you get out of it, only few people will have the opportunity of seeing things like that. Because uh, the way I see it, it's a legacy profession. Okay. Because, I mean, we are, talk- we are still reading Shakespeare. If this world is going to be around for another one million years, people will still read Walesha, Inkashi, Noashebe, and the rest of them. Same thing applies to photography, just generally the hard work. So if you are looking for money, it's not the best profession to go into. But if you are, if you, if you are a philosopher, it's the best thing. Because what photography does is it changes narratives. And in documentary photography, you can change a lot of things. Okay. Uh, at that time when this is me going back memory lane for you so when you told your mom and your dad that um, I want to study photography <laughs> what did they say? Uh, because you're saying it's if you're going to make money it's not there so I want to know what your parents said luckily for me okay. uh, I lost my I don't even know my dad let me put it that way okay. I lost my dad at a very tender age okay. uh, my mom is not lettered so there is no argument about oh this is what you want to study that you had no one. choice uh, it, it was my choice and i was an adult by that time i was over i was about 23 24 yeah 24 when i went into study photography living by myself so you can make those choices it's, it's <laughs> yes much, you can make yeah, those choices it's, it's much easier for me to take then but honestly uh you will struggle Mm. because uh, I mean okay let me come back to Nigeria contest now mm. you just have to look around you how many photographers do you know in Nigeria that is as rich as other profession that is not a single one Mm-mm. not a single one so personally it's not about money because it goes beyond money okay so for you it's legacy now here this is 2019 and everybody is everybody's seen with a camera everybody's telling a story with a camera now for you, seeing them, seeing a lot of young people, ca- the camera is the next big thing for people now because they want to tell a story. What do you think about them? Um, when you sit back rocking your chair, you see a lot of young people <laughs> carrying cameras up and down. <laughs> uh, I'm on national radio and I'm on live program that can't be edited. Uh, the truth of the matter is... Just say it as it is. 99.9% of them are just wasting their time. Hmm. Why do you say so? Because uh, is the I think is one of the profession whereby you just grab an equipment and you think you're a professional hmm. without going to school. You can't be a lawyer without going to, to go have to a law degree. Even at that, you still can't practice without going to law school. Two, you can't just pick up a stethoscope and say you're a doctor. It's absolutely impossible. Neither can you pick up any equipment to say, oh, I'm an engineer or a radio presenter. There should be some kind of training. And that was why I said 99.9% of them are just wasting their time. One is because of the downtown in the economy. And um, they think they are making money. And majority, a greater percentage of them are still single. You know, I mean, you think you're making money. Until you have you a know, family. You don't have anything, no expenses, no school fees, no house rent. I mean, most times they don't even have a vehicle. And the way you know that they are wasting their time is let that equipment breaks down. They can't even buy another one. Mm. And they don't even have the proper equipment. You know, so if you want to survive and make a living out of it, 
you have to go to school. Luckily, a greater percentage of them are well-educated, unlike the generation before us, who just, uh, I think, just primary school, not even secondary school. If you went to secondary school in those days, there is no way you would pick up a camera. Majority of the generation before me just had primary school living certificate, and they see them as artisans. But having said that, they were trained by our uh, colonialists then, the British, and um, the kind of work they do, I'm still struggling to find them today. Hmm. Because There's it's no hard. documentation. Yeah, it's serious documentation. I mean, when you go into the archives of Nigeria and see the kind of images these guys took mm. with the kind of camera they were using, and everything was on films mm. then. Mm. You know, it's purely analog. I mean, they flash some, just one tube flash, boom, and that's it. You have to pick another tube to fix in the flash. And like now that your flash, you just recycle and recycle, you know. And it's part of what is making today's younger generation photographers not being creative. Because everything is digital. All you need is just one image. And they can shoot up to a thousand images. Then you now struggle to edit which one should I use, which one shouldn't I use, you know. In in my days, uh, I was trained on analog. I was not used to camera then. So 36 exposures is the maximum you can go out with. And you'll be lucky to just have six rows or maximum 10 rows and you 360 pictures. So now tell me how you're just going to fire anyhow. It doesn't work that mm -hmm. way. You have you to compose. make use of them. And see through the viewfinder. Today they call it snap because it, there is no thinking behind the camera. In our days, there is nothing called snap. Okay, so what should be the thinking behind camera? When a man takes a camera, what should be the thinking behind it? It's not even before you take the camera. You are going for something. Before you get to that place, you have it in your brain what you are actually looking for. And that is why art is something different. If you give one million guys one million cameras to photograph an object, you will have one million different images because what you are seeing different. is different. And so when people tell me, oh, Dario, you don't do this, why don't you get someone to do it? You know, can you call some King Sonia to nah. go and sing for him, you know, because he's not someone. No, it doesn't work out that way. Because what you are seeing, what you're looking at, is different from what the second person is looking at. So, the most important thing, three things actually, I always tell them. One is education. Two is education. Three is education. Why is it paramount? It's paramount because you don't even know what you are doing until when you stand in front of someone technical who can put you through. Because a greater percentage of them Today, over 90% of them are into social photography, weddings, celebrations, and stuff. And to be quite honest with you, they are the poorest of the poor in photography. So what's the richest of the rich? <laughs> Fashion photography. Okay. Because there's a lot of creativity that goes into it. Hmm. They are the richest and they only work four times a year. They only work four times a year? That's right. Oh, why? <laughs> this is me. This is funny spinning in my head. <laughs> One, two, I'm wondering. Yeah, because they just flow with the season. Winter, summer, autumn, and spring. Okay. Because that is what people are going to wear. So they are the richest. And they are very, it's very highly competitive. Highly competitive. So you only find out the best of the best. Okay, so let's. In that profession. I know fashion is high. Now let's look at document documentary. Yeah. You took a step forward and said, oh, you're not doing social, but you want to. You took Nigeria as your subject. Why? 
<laughs> Nigeria is a, Nigeria is a milk. Uh, Nigeria is a land full of milk and honey. Uh, I know. Uh, the truth of the matter is, I mean, if you just look back in the last six months, uh, Jack Ma just came to Nigeria. So, That's the richest man in China who made his sales of $31 billion one day last week. Singles day in China. One day. One day sales, $31 billion US dollars. Right? Came to Nigeria last week to look at things. The co-founder of Twitter came in that just a week it. before saying, oh, He's going to stay three to six months in Nigeria. Only I wonder why. Uh, Bill Gates came. Uh, Mark Zuberger came. And yet, Nigerians are dying in the desert in, this, in the Mediterranean Sea to go to Europe. The truth of the matter is, if you look down, don't look at the surface. And that is what I did. You are, you are, you are making me to give you my yeah, first secret. Yeah, you have to. Signals <laughs> are different. To the rest of the world. Uh, you, you have to look deep down and see how beautiful this country is. But mm. have we seen that beauty at all? No. And when you look at Africa in general, have we really seen the beauty of Africa? The answer is no. no. And I mean, I used, to be, I used to do social photography, but I just stopped suddenly about 10 years ago. And I gave it up because you can't survive on that. But coming back to why I decided to take Nigeria, now it started as a joke. I've taken it up as a lifetime project now. And at the end of the day, the dream is if you're looking for anything on Nigeria, any visuals on Nigeria, yeah, the it. first stop is Dyer the Dyer. If I don't have it and you tell me, I'll go all the way out together and get that image. And that is what I'm doing at the moment. Okay, um, I'm coming. <laughs> it signals on it's 1.3 Lego stocks, and then we die. You, I did die. A photographer's journey that's what we're talking this morning. Now, a quick back to when you said the three things is education. In my head, is Nigeria's education is nothing to write home about, and you cannot leave home and say you're going to study photography. We don't have a photography school. What we have now is people who like you, who have learned photography, who have studied photography, and you want to start teaching other people. That's what we have. Not really. Okay. We don't even have that. Ha. Okay. So, where do we go from here? Uh, I was lucky to be part of the team that set up the first school in Nigeria uh, where you can study photography, Aushi Polytechnic. Uh, they started about two years ago. Uh, it's the first school. Any other school offering photography is just part of it because they just touch it you know i mean you people too. doing photography you know so but uh Aoshi polytechnic is the first school registered by the national board on technical Educa- education to offer photography as a course uh in their school and now they're doing ond very mm-hmm. soon they will start hnd as well and aside from that we now live in a global village all you need to buy is just to get a data of 10,000 naira or a little bit more. Go on YouTube and study. Okay. That, that, that is a lot on the internet that you can use to study. And it, it, it will change your life completely. That, that is just the truth. Because you realize that we all have a passion for something. Mm-hmm. 200 million people in Nigeria, 200 million different talents. To me, I'm using my photography just like Fela used his music. His music 
like uh well he uses um pen uh Femi Falana Ganifaemi use their minds to change narratives and that is what Dayadida is doing to change narratives as well. You know, because there are several things that have brought out into the public space. They weren't there before. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, Jenna, the video of you touring Nigeria trended at some point and I was wondering. Okay. You know, at the end of the day, like uh, President Muhammad Buhari said on 31st December 1983, we don't have any other country but Nigeria. You know, no matter where you go in the world, you might be highly successful, which I think is subjective. You are just part of the statistics. Okay. Home is home. And here, you'll be recognized. And if we don't fix our country of what is your wealth mm. or your success outside the country, why your country is being bastardized. Deep down you, you might not say it out, but in your mm. subconsciousness, you know, you, you, you won't be happy. Mm. You know, and we all have to play our role. I'm doing mine as a photographer. You as a radio presenter should do yours. Engineers should take up the gauntlet. The roles are bad. You are an engineer. Find something. To do. No light. Find something. I mean, a young lad, a young lad in Anambra the other day, I mean, invented a generator using water. That's the way to go. Mm. You know, we all have to do something. We shouldn't just leave it into the political space and be pointing fingers. And when you point one finger... The remaining four is pointing back at you. And that is what I'm seeing. Nigeria is beautiful. There are several opportunities. 200 million people. Your radio program, I'm sure, is broadcasting to 20 million people in Lagos. Imagine 20 million people spending 500 naira with you. You will go bananas. And that's just a trick. You know, you, you don't have to. You see young people coming up, telling you business ideas, millions of naira. No. All you need to do is just 10,000 naira or 5,000 naira and you start business. Okay. Now, what has been the feedback about your work so far? Because, hey, if you go to diaryadidaya.com, you see a lot. And those works are expensive. <laughs> uh, uh, feedback has gone beyond me, mm. you know, because I wasn't thinking about this. And any businessman that tells you that he knows what he's going to get at the end of the day is just lying, mm. you know. Uh, I, I've been fortunate to be born at a time when Nigeria was Nigeria. Mm. I've been fortunate to be born at a time when I had the best of education in public schools in Nigeria. I've been okay. fortunate enough to travel around Nigeria, you know, to see little things and then take it beyond. But the feedback has been a, has been wonderful beyond my dreams. I mean, when I started, I never dreamt of one day my images would be on the national passport. Absolutely yeah, impossible. Yeah, that, that's, that's... Uh, you know, to me, I still get goose pimples. When I, 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 I saw it, I was like, okay, uh, so this know, is interesting. You know, and um, then I see people spending money all over the place and you, uh, you kind of be looking at your work to say, oh yeah. And aside from that, I've been fortunate and lucky enough to have met virtually everybody in this country. Okay. Wait, just pause. Now, this is between things. Now, what's the particular image on 100 Naira notes that you took? So I can look for it. Then what's that particular for, for 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 a lot of us that have passports? What's that particular image? So I'm gonna look at it because okay. I'm interested. On, on, on the so, passport, yeah. you have watermarked images. All those watermarked images are mine. Okay. Then on the hundred naira note, there is a barcode behind it, and it's one of the reasons why I'm so upset with the federal government of Nigeria. 
we don't tell our stories. Right. It's the first digital currency in the world. And if you scan that barcode, it tells you the story of Nigeria. And all those images were bought from me. Wow. It's the first digital currency of Nigeria. So That's just one image that is not part of the, uh, the current uh, the picture of the president, who, uh, which was taken by Bayo Mabuyo. Okay, so there is... Okay. There's a barcode behind There's it. a barcode. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that. so that I, 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 I want to go and look for it. QR code, actually. QR code. Okay, so if we... If we, if for everybody, everybody has phones now, so if you scan yeah, that yeah, QR, QR code, it tells you the story of Nigeria. Now, when you were doing those stories, did you phantom that it was going to land on 100 naira of the passport? No, 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 no. What, what actually brought those ones out because the study that I brought, I live abroad for a while. Uh, you see books on countries, on cities, mm. and there is nothing at all on Nigeria up until 2000. And ten or nine, National Geographic did one on Nigeria, a very tiny book, uh, I, um, with some Fulani women carrying calabash by the side of the road. Mm. That was the cover. Then, uh, a Turkish guy, a Lebanese, Jobolitis, did one. Nigeria to the highs of something. I can't remember the title of the book now. With one Malam putting all sort of drugs on his head selling you know that just caught me and i said no, no, hold on. oh no this is not my country you know it's like doctor seeing people dying of curable diseases and you're not doing anything to it you know it it pricks your conscience and the whole thing just started putting okay dial let me put everything together one day it's going to happen now by the time i started the journey I mean, my first time up north was in 2005. How was that? I went bananas. I went bananas. My first time in Joss, I was jumping and shouting that, no, this is not Nigeria. You know, we, we, we don't know this country. There is no reason. I'm saying this on national telly for the president of Nigeria to go outside this country on holiday. There is no reason. You go to Mambila Plateau. I've been to over 40 countries in my life. I would say Mambila Plateau is one of the most beautiful places you can ever be in the world. It's just mind-blowing. I'll give it to President Obasanjo when he was the head of state. Obudu. Now turn, they have a presidential retreat on Obudu um, plant, um, uh, water. Yeah, Obudu Mountain Resort. Okay. And Mambila Plateau is one million times better than Obudu. You know, so all these things we need to put into public space. You go to Benin. The largest monument in the world, 10 times greater than the Great Wall of China, is the Nedo State. Nobody talks about it. Why, why do you think we're not, we're not appreciative of what we have? Because that is just us. You have a beautiful woman at home and you're still looking after. It should not or you have a hard-working man at home and you do not see the hard-working <laughs> Nice, nice. Gender, gender play. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but because I, I don't know, I, I really don't know why we're not investing. I, I, like most times when people, there was this issue of relocating, and everybody wants to relocate. And you know, most times when they ask me, somebody asked me two days ago, and I, I don't know why. And I and I told the person, the person was like, "Aren't you going to relocate?" And I said, <laughs> "I don't know." And I, I and the response I said was truthfully that I was going to make it here and abroad, home and abroad. But I don't know. 
why why is it that we just want to run and then come back uh when you are it's, it's an age thing you know at 20 something all you see are just the silver gold and the glitter is all over the place mm. by the time you turn 40 you see life in a different way and by the time you turn 50 you are looking at your grave so i mean i'm, I'm over 50 now i'm 55 so um i, I don't know what is going to happen when you're 60 uh, <laughs> it'll be but, better <laughs> uh, no, no, you just something tells you you now start working on legacies because mm. the only thing that is certain in this world is death and when people don't think about it that is when they misbehave they think they're going to be on this small planet head you know which is just a tiny bit of the galaxy system you know but when you think of tomorrow you try as much as possible to leave a legacy, not for yourself, but for your children. I mean, I don't know where you will mention Shifaba Femi Aolawa's name today, it and you are related to him, mm. and people will not look at you twice. There is no way you will hear Tafaba Lewa, and people will not look at you twice. Or you hear Sa, uh, Saldana, Sa Amadu Belo, and you will not look twice. You know, to say, oh, even though you don't know those guys but you just see their children and you see greatness in them and that's the way life is you know it's not about what you acquire today no matter how much you have today people have been having money before you were born before mm-hmm. your parents were born they will still have money after you so what do you have that is making the old world to go upside down that doesn't mean the sun will not come out the following day okay catch your breath a little bit it's signals on 91.3 lego shocks we're talking a photographer's journey with Dayo Adedayo. The numbers to call if you have questions or comment is um, 0809-191-3913 or 0809-222-0913 or 0809-234-5913. Tweet at us at LagosTalks913, cc at Young Cerebral. Okay. Um, yeah. Back to you and... Um, how much was your first camera? Wow. <laughs> that, was in, that, that was in 1987. Uh, it cost me about 100 and... Uh, 100... 100 and... Uh, it's less than 100. I think it's 120 pounds. 100, 119 pounds. 99p. It was a Zenith camera. That was the first camera I bought myself. But when I was in school... Uh, one of my one of my friends, not actually my roommate. My roommate is now a photographer. Uh, Ishola, I've uh, forgotten his surname. Now he's now in the US. He has a cousin that gave him a camera, Rico camera, thirty five mil. That was the first time I'll be using a thirty five mil, and I documented all my life in school. Then all my classmates, everybody. Just hold on Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Your name, where are you calling us from? Yeah, my name is Larry. I call Elia. Okay. Yes, I'm a, I'm a photographer too, and I appreciate the guest on your program. The mission of education, and I always insist on this, that education is sacrosanct. A lot of people who carry cameras, they do know Jack Robinson, <laughs> and they, they, they are the most popular of photographer we have today mm. getting a wedding of 200,000, 300,000 and they think they are blown. So I really appreciate your guest and I also want to know more. 
Okay. No, I also study photography, you know, when it's uh, during the analog era and the colors old school. So I don't mind. <laughs> so I really, yes, I really appreciate him because mm. photography is wide. It's not about event, going to wedding, birthday, so wide. So thank, thank, I, I appreciate you and I, I appreciate your guest. Thank you. So, so I, I, I will start following today. Mm. So maybe before the end of the progress, just tell us how I can get, I mean, get across to you. No problem. Um, thank you, Larry. Zero eight zero nine one nine one three nine one three or zero eight zero nine triple two zero nine one three. WhatsApp us on zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three. Now, yes, thirty five mm. That's right. Yes. Okay. So, how did you feel? Uh very great. It was his Russian-made camera. They were called Zenit. It came with a fifty mil lens, which was the standard lens. Uh, I think another one, forty to seventy, and a zoom lens of hundred to five hundred. Okay, just possibly. Hello, good morning. Zero zero nine one nine one three nine one three or zero eight zero nine triple two zero nine one three or zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three. Now, what's the ex- most expensive camera you bought? <laughs> The most expensive camera I've ever purchased was my medium format, my Mias RZ67. I, uh, I bought that in 1992. How much? For about... Just the body alone. For about £2,000. Then the prism for about 500 plus. Then three different lenses. One was about 1800 I'm talking about pound styling now. <laughs> yes, but, but, but all in all, the total package came to about eight thousand. No, minus no, everything included the flash, the mess flash, and everything was about twelve thousand pounds. In okay. yeah, that was in the early nineties. Just pause. Hello, good morning. <laughs> ah, now twenty nine. Have you bought any recent camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much? How much? How much? That's about four thousand dollars. Just the body, without now, the lens. <laughs> With hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. My name is uh, Kunle. Kunle from where? And I'm calling from Lagos. Okay. I'm a friend of Dio. We are in school together. Okay. I just want to see. I'm part of what he's doing. Now, so he's trying to reconnect. He's an inspiration to a lot of us. Um, please, what's your song name? Uh-huh. So yes, it's fine now. He knows you now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you are part of him. You are part of what he's doing. Mm. I just hope our government will go further mm. by ensuring that this legacy that is living behind is preserved. Well, it's unfortunate that most of our students they really don't know anything about Nigerian history. Mm. I wish the government to a policy will insist on those things that he has done mm. to be available in all schools in Nigeria. For example, I'm aware it's not a photography about Lagos. Nothing stops the Lagos State government to ensure that all those documents are present in all schools' libraries. Okay. So that we can be a reference for our yeah. children to know a little about our country, about our rich country. 
keep the flag flying. We are proud of you. God bless you, guys. Thank you. Okay, so now two things. Number one, I'm asking all of these expenses on camera because people are going to start and they need to know that as far as you said there was no money now you have see if i calculate to thousand pounds one thousand dollars there's money in photography no no it doesn't work that way okay, it's, tell me how it, it works. yeah it's like buying a pot for 10 naira and another pot for 1000 naira if you don't know the ingredients to put into it you're just wasting your time okay. so it's not the camera the camera what the camera does is just to aid you okay. in doing your work faster that's all mm. now you said it's a legacy job and the body of work you have done is legacy right we have no choice we have to continually use passport we have to continually use 100 naira until they change it so what are you doing because what are you doing so that the works are not lost so that yeah in 2040 um a young boy will pick up a young girl will pick up and see your works the same way we remember because from 1960 to el dorado war will forever remember our lowers and all of them how do we remember you um i am now a photographer turned author and publisher and as of today i've published 11 books nine sold out only two still on the shelf and hopefully before the end of the year or by january february i have two or more books coming out mm. so in a way those images are seen in the public space and um first quarter of next year i'm also having my first exhibition so this you are having for free <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> my first exhibition in nigeria uh which is going to be titled there is a country you know the gracian actually wrote a book there was a country now there is a country there is a country that's the title of my exhibition it's a work in progress and uh, certainly you will be invited that one is sure the, the world will be the, the world we hear about yeah they're already hearing about it and, there is a uh, country <laughs> and my books uh, are all over the place okay i don't do reprints specifically because of that so it can be kept because the moment you Everybody. have uh, you know you know you just straight anyhow mm. so but people that are very much interested in history in documentaries in art you know rushed to buy my books once i have one up hmm. uh, so it has been kept in kind of books kind of but is uh at the end of the day when the time comes uh is the legacy i'm leaving for my children their children and children's children okay because those legacies can be very very expensive so that <laughs> we know how to keep it now how difficult is it, is it to tell a very good story it's relative okay. it's right because the way you see things uh, we see things are different from each other okay but unfortunately nigeria is the most difficult place to photograph why there's, there's always one difficulty or the other yeah because if i bring out my camera to photograph your radio station now your security people will harass me too yeah because there's know. no information on allowing uh, people uh, now camera is not like the new gossip that's right and and once you see what i usually tell the security guys is if you see someone with a big camera trying to photograph something doesn't mean i am because our mobile phones some has up to i bought one some time ago 48 million megapixels I can do anything with that phone. And I actually use it at our border at the Diroco because they won't allow me to photograph it. And I use the phone to photograph without them knowing. Just pretend as if I'm talking. Then what I did was just to crop into the image. 48 million, I, I had what I was looking for. If you know what you're doing, it's very easy. 
Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay, so stories. Stories, stories, stories. So when you look back, seated right now, and you look back at the traveling, were you at some point sponsored in these trips to document Nigeria? Not a penny by anybody. Aside from my friends and my family members. You mm. did it from your pocket? All from my pocket. What did Madame say when you were going on these trips? Uh... <laughs> No, she met me a photographer, so uh, she knows, and she she's my best critic of all, you know. And without her, I would not have been able to photograph one of the most rarest places in Nigeria, which is in Adamawa State, so-called heritage site, which was uh, about nearly four thousand feet above sea level, and you have to walk. No way of getting to the top. I got to a point. I just said oh, I'm giving up. And at that point, our phone just came in. I mean, our call came in. came in. And I said, well, you know what? I'm tired. I want to go back. And she said, no. And she listened to me. And she said, so since I've been at that point, why bother going back? So I, she gave me that encouragement to be able to get to that point. And by the time I got to the peak of it, man, it was mind-blowing. So you're the only one? No, no assistant, nothing? No, no, no. I usually have uh, people from everywhere I go to. I usually look for people to follow me, but I don't go with any security. No, no, it draws attention to you. No, I don't even want security. I'm just yeah. like, like you just have people around. No, 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 no. I always have my staff and local people around me because they know the federal government doesn't know what is in Lagos. That's the truth. The federal yeah. government hasn't got a clue what is in this country, but the local people. government knows what is in their local government. And that's the beauty of this country. Until this country is restructured, nothing is going to work. I'm not a politician, but I'm just talking from personal experience of what I've seen. Okay. Thank you. Because I like adventure, so I'm, I'm, I'm following you through your mind and wondering... Start from Lagos Island. <laughs> nah, start from Lagos Island. From uh, Ikoi Symmetry, for example. Start from Ikoi Symmetry. I like that place. Start from ecosystem and it's uh, beautiful. I, I, I'm sure something is. It's not just about the beauty. Mm. It's about the great men and women who are buried in that place. Mm. You know, I. It, it takes it back in time. You just when when you have read a lot about them, you just see. So this is the end of it all. Mm. So who are you? You know, it gives you some sense of belonging to say, oh, this is home. Let me do what I have to do because once it happens, that is it. You cannot correct anything. Okay. So we need philosophers as kings and in our political system. Okay. So my time is up and now here one in one sentence, going back memory lane, seated now. What do you see? With your body of work, with everything. What do you see? I see. In Nigeria, where there will be equal opportunities for everyone, I see in Nigeria where the cap you are putting on doesn't make any difference. I see in Nigeria where your tribal marks, even though it's going out in vogue in the southern part of the country, mm-hmm. makes no difference. I see in Nigeria where your tongue makes no difference. I see in Nigeria where you live doesn't state where you are from this state or from mm-hmm. that state. And I see in Nigeria as the leader of the black race, 
over 200 million people, the largest black nation on planet Earth, showing to the rest of the black race that yes, the black man has arrived and we can do it better. Maybe not in my lifetime, but that's the Nigeria as it will happen in your lifetime. Mm, it will happen in your lifetime. It's yeah. difficult though. No, it's not difficult. It's the, maybe in yours, but no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Um, the Yoruba says that um, the hands that peel um, Egusi, um, what's Egusi in English? I don't know. Melon. Melon is the one that we say. So you, you would actually say it. Amen. And one thing, now you just brought something out. One of my books coming out is Yoruba proverbs in pictures. Okay, that's very good. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm humbled. I'm honored. Thank you so so much for doing this work for us. Yes, you've done it for us. Um, so till we come your way again next week Saturday. I've just I just went to class. I'm out. And <laughs> uh, till we come your way again next week Saturday, like we always say on Signals, dream again and have a wonderful week ahead of you. There's a new cuisine in town. A glass of wine, a cup of coffee, and if you're like me, a glass of smoothie. With Signals, served on Lagos Talks 91.3 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Your mind will dream again.